Hope of Barstool. We have my friend Andrew Foxwell on today. And he's on once a month. And this is usually when we geek out on the Facebook stuff. Because typically outside um, of talking to him, if I'm just going solo or bring on JR, talking stuff that's more related to being an entrepreneur in business. It's more general. So we want to do the Facebook stuff today. And we're going to really two main topics that we're really going to exhaust. We're going to talk first about um, how you split test creative, how you refresh, you know, what, what the rules are then, uh, how often you refresh, when and why. Then we're going to get to a really popular topic. How much should you charge uh, to be specifically to manage ads? But you know what? You could do this for just about anything. So what's the thought process that we recommend? Um, honestly, when it comes down to it, charge like you're your Cadillac, not a 97 Civic. Not, no offense to this 97 Civic owners out there. So that's what we're going to do. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. Today, once a month, I bring back my friend, Mr. Andrew Foxwell, so we can geek out on Facebook. How are you doing, Andrew? The crowd goes wild. Or they're breathing yeah, really heavy. One or the, one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing good. Hey, I'm doing really good. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah. So what are you working on today? You know how it works. Well, uh, working on a Guinness here. I'm going to crack this. So a nice uh, little, little, little morning, little morning Guinness. Yeah, the Irish breakfast. Whoa, you're going straight drinking out of the can? You got to pour that. No, normally I pour it, but I don't have a glass <laughs> in front of me right now, actually. So actually, I could pour it into this glass. There you go. Yeah, finish that water. So I'm going with not your father's root beer. Ale with a taste of spices. This is actually a, a pretty now becoming famous kind of, I don't know if it's underground or what, uh, little little beer. It seriously tastes like a root beer, but it's not Who a root beer. Who is it from? Uh, Who makes it? Small Town Brewery. Uh, not sure. Where are they based? That's, that's a good question. Uh, Lacrosse. Ah, lacrosse. lacrosse, Wisconsin. Yeah. So, beer with natural vanilla extract, other natural and artificial flavors, and caramel color. But, oh, funny. Well, yeah. that's great. It's, that Cheers. is great. Cheers to you. Cheers. Ah, yeah. That's good stuff. All right. So, today, um, we're going to geek out a little bit, talk about the Facebook ad stuff since, actually, you know, once a month, that's... That's what we do when we have you on. I think we kind of stray otherwise when I either am solo or bring on JR. We talk a lot of business-related stuff, so this is our time to geek out on the Facebook stuff. Um, you know, the first topic I want to cover today is really about you know a question that we get a lot. It's regarding creative. How often do you refresh? You know, when do you refresh? That kind of stuff. What, what do you think? Well, I, I think one of these things that's really interesting that I've seen a big shift in uh, in recent months uh, from Facebook is specifically around how people are sourcing their creative and how we as uh, you know managers of this and managers of accounts approach the topic of creative and creative refresh. Uh, 
one of the things that I heard somebody say recently that spurred this in my mind was that they said actually they before they took on a client within the contract the client signed that they would send them new creative every two weeks mm. and it was like they would send them 15 pieces of new creative uh, in terms of images um, every two weeks which is very interesting to me in terms of refresh and I've seen that per Facebook has been harder lately in the last three two to three months on um, specifically on creative saying you know look I'm gonna run this for a while algorithms gonna run it and you know what just psh, and then it's done it's not as good as it was and I think that uh, you know that's something that is not really cause for concern but should be a big deal to those of us that are doing this for people which is we need to have and set the expectation with clients that there's cr creative coming in either from somebody that they're, they're hiring either from somebody that they are uh, have a designer in-house and they do have existing creative we're setting up essentially part of our success is setting up a system to make sure that new things are coming in all the time uh, because otherwise if that's not happening you're going to run into this situation which I know you've got run into those of us have you know run into is like this oh man we need new creative well, what are we going to do and then it's two weeks down the road yeah. and the ads aren't performing well yeah like I mean me personally I, I focus most of my split testing on the audience. I mean, I think that's most important. And then the problem is, you know, once I get through like the, the few audiences I may be split testing, like, do I, you know, this is just me. Uh, do I really want to, you know, now create three different, you know, ads to split test uh, based on the creative? That said, if you've got the resources to, to create the creative, if you have the budget, where you're not going to water down the results too much. I, mean, I, can, I can totally, I mean, it absolutely makes sense. So I guess, well, what are the factors involved? How, how many, how many, vari I mean, do you create the variations up front? Or are you saying you're just going to go with one creative, refresh it every week or two? I mean, how, how do you approach that? Well, it, dep it depends on the client and it depends on how they go about it. If, if um, uh, my, a lot of my e-commerce clients have a specific, you know, everybody kind of has specific product lines or they'll have a specific uh, series or segment of, of something. And so I'll, I'll go and look in their Google Analytics and say, all right, looks like these are what their top performing products are. So let's make sure that we, at, at a minimum, have new creative coming in every two weeks, you know, for these top five products. So that's kind of how I approach that initially. And then uh, some some others though uh, it's you know one of the clients I have is a brewery, and um, what we have for them is we have every month we get basically new imagery of some of their new releases and then also of the brewery itself because they're trying to bring people there, and so that's how that refresh happens. It's kind of this you know. Um, it's more general. One way that I found that's actually kind of creative to approach this that I worked on with one uh, one client there last year, major spender, quarter of a million dollars in spend a month, and I was working with them actually specifically around creative. And she said, the client said, I have this issue, I just don't have enough stuff coming in, and so I have I have needs that I need to go out and find. Do you know anybody that could go out and on demand take these photos? And the way that I found someone was here in Madison. I was looking at the Madison kind of Instagram community and looking at what they've done and who the players are that take beautiful photos. I contacted one of those people for a very reasonable price, was able to get him to provide us with 
um, over a three-month period, over 200 images. Uh, and it, the client said, here's what I'm looking for, here's why. I would translate that to him and say, here's what they want. Can we try some stuff like this? this is, I've seen this work on Facebook. I've seen this type of thing work. And I got those sourced for, him, for them. So that's an obviously an extreme example with major spend, but it's, that's kind of an interesting creative way. If you look at it and say, oh man, I just really don't know any kind of creative photographers. I guarantee there are people in your community that are on Instagram that are probably using hashtags of the name of your town or whatever that, that could be approached and may actually have an opportunity to do it for fairly low cost that could be very beneficial to your client. Absolutely. So let's, let's get a little specific then. Uh, for the brewery, uh, how many... Uh, variations of creative do they have running at any one time? Uh, well, it's between probably five and ten different variations. So it's not a, it's not a lot. It's not it's definitely using some of the same stuff in different places um, because you know it's a good image is a good image in Madison. It's a good image in Appleton. Uh, you know, so that's kind of probably had between five and ten. And so we get kind of that refresh that happens. Um, once a month is is that many images? So so what's the so, budget? The budget on get, on getting the creative? No, the budget on well, their first spend of, on the spend the ad spend yeah. The ad spend itself is uh, uh right around five thousand dollars. So yeah. it's not it you know it's not super so significant. But. And the objective uh, is do you have the the main obje- the same objective for all these ads with the the various creative they're, you're using? They're different objectives. One of them is website clicks. The other one is um, event RSVPs, actually. Okay. Uh, so pretty much website click objective. Um, so and it, but that's yeah, that's the answer. So that. how much does it cost to get an RSVP? Uh, RSVPs, depending on the event, can come in between forty cents and a dollar fifty. Um, sometimes it can be more expensive if it's a more if it's an event that people don't really get right away. They don't understand it. Um, and I've also seen actually on the event RSVPs on that topic for a second. I don't know if those of you, I haven't, I don't do a lot of these, but um, they have been very successful at getting in front of people because it's a type of inventory nobody really bids on anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, we've been able to consistently, you know, advertise these events that they have on Friday night. And there's now over 150 people every Friday night at one of these wow. things. Um, and we may only get 30 RSVPs, but the, a lot of people, I think, Maybe don't RSVP on Facebook, but they'll they'll mark it down. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a pretty impressive uh, impression-based stuff. And then, of course, from there it kind of grows because people go and they say, "We got to come out." And some of it's probably started on Facebook, but then it becomes this kind of whole other organic animal that does, you know, kind of does what it needs to and, and uh, gets people out there. That's cool. So I'm guessing the cost to get an RSVP probably about double the cost that they're getting for a website click. Yes. Um, so, so I'm just again getting a sense of so they're spending uh, was it five thousand dollars a month you said on ads yeah and mm-hmm. five five to ten different creatives so um, they're also getting then the so between five hundred and a thousand dollars of well on average uh, of sample size for each one over over course of a month so 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 for anyone listening I mean th- that's how much. You, you're potentially spending over a course of a month for each for each creative, but um, you can obviously stop it at any time if you see something that's not working and escalate a different one. I mean, is that kind of what you're doing? Mm-hmm. So, exactly. If it's not working, we're not gonna we're not gonna keep putting spend behind it. That doesn't make sense. So when do you decide something's not working though? 
Uh, well, it, it, it's either in that in that instance. I mean, in a normal instance, you'd look at when the CPA isn't isn't rocking the way that you want it to, or the conversions aren't coming in. But in this sense, it's when it become the cost becomes too high, um, or if I look on Google Analytics based on the direct click that comes from there, because I'm using universal tag map, you know, the UTM yeah. parameters off of Google Analytics, and if I can see that the quality from the direct click isn't not spent quality, meaning they're not spending a lot of time on site. Um, like it's relatively lower than the other stuff, then that one goes away as well. But I guess my question is how quickly though? So, so like, you know, a lot of people I think are too quick to, to pull the trigger on something like that. Like, oh, that's not working. It's been running for 12 hours and they've spent, you know, 10, 20 bucks. I mean, yeah, I, I give things at least 72 hours at a very, very, very minimum. Um, because there's also, you know, you and I've talked about this before. It, it, one thing I don't think those of us that in Facebook advertisers, uh, Facebook advertising that have um, we spend a lot of time with is this kind of quality uh, of of knowing when the audience is going to be online, right? Like there might be people that just aren't online every day, and just because you you're only looking at twelve hours, that doesn't really mean much. Um, I mean, you really have to give things like. 48 hours to 72 hours to have any idea. And also, you know, if you shut, if you turn things on during a Monday and you run it for a day, it doesn't work. Well, what's the weekend like? Like, I mean, what's Friday like? You know, think about your differences in user behavior of when you do stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you're online, you know what I mean? Like, I'm online definitely much more on like Sunday nights. I'm online like Friday afternoon a little bit, you know, but during the week, I'm really not online that much, to be honest. Yeah, I think there are a couple things go along with that. Um, first of all, you don't have, if something looks like it's not working that well, it doesn't mean you have to stop it. You can turn it down. You can slow it down. So like a lot of times I'll see, okay, you know, various ranges. Uh, this is working really, really well. So I'll up the budget. This is working okay, but you know, I'm on the verge of possibly turning it off. I'll just lower the budget. Uh, Cause sometimes actually when you lower the budget, it may have something to do with the audience size of the people who are actually, you know, going to perform that action it's not that big if you lower the budget it actually could work pretty well and then uh, the stuff is just not working at all and i'll just shut it off um so then the budget ends up kind of staying but the same overall but something else to keep in mind with all of that though is sample size so yeah we're talking at least 72 hours well it depends on those two things i mean what's your overall budget and what's your what's your objective because we're talking about things for you that cost potentially 20 cents for a website click or 40 cents for an RSVP, you know, up, you know, going, going up a little bit, um, that you can get a decent sample size within 72 hours. But if you're either your budget were much lower, um, you were trying to split it up between 20 creative, or if you're trying to sell a hundred dollar product, suddenly 72 hours may not be enough to look at. So I think it's, it's important that people understand it's not in a vacuum. It's like, Oh, Andrew says 72 hours. I need to wait this long. Right. Yeah, I think that's exactly I think that's exactly right. It is definitely a function of your budget and your and your and your sample size. I mean, things that if you're a smaller audience, it's going to take longer for you to determine what's actually worthwhile or not. And um, and, and along those lines, I think 72 hours might be a good rule of thumb. So manipulate it so 72 hours is the amount of time you're going to get the proper sample size. Right. Right? So if it, if it, if you don't have that high of a budget, Limit the, the number of, um, of options of creative. Or um, if your objective is something that's going to cost a lot to get that sample size, 
limit that or, you know, exactly. So instead of five to 10, you know, two to three, because you don't need five to 10, I think uh, no. is, is the thing. I mean, and, and again, like I said, me personally, a lot of times I don't even mess with the creative, even though I probably should. Um, just because I know it's like an extra step. And I like to just throw things together last minute. But I will, I will split test the, um, uh, in particular, the, the audiences. And, um, and I'm constantly monitoring. Like, I, I'm, I'm right. running things, um, for, especially for the, that baseball stuff I'm doing. I'm, I'm running stuff just to the end of the month. So I'm promoting posts. I'm promoting a PDF. I'm promoting all this stuff. And, I, and unlike what I do for JohnLoomer.com, all that stuff, but keep it going as long as it's running at an acceptable level. And I'm monitoring it and like, oh, that's working really, really well. And I up that budget and like this doing okay. Lower the right. budget. And this yep. that that's hit beyond the range I want to pay. I just turn it off yep. and I keep moving. I mean, well, I exactly. And you know, but I think those of us that are that are doing more e-commerce, I think, you know, and and uh spending more on that. The creative is just, it's become a much bigger deal over the last little period of time. So I think the, the core of this conversation, just to kind of put, put a bow on this one is, one, how are you thinking about the, the creative that's coming in for you to refresh to make sure that your ads are as effective as possible? And two, uh, how often, how long do you let those run um, before you determine their effectiveness? I think those are two really good nuggets to take away from this. Absolutely. I think uh, just to wrap that up, I'm going to put the bow on it, Andrew. You can't put the bow on it. I already put the bow on it, and it is out the door. So uh, it's something that I think all marketers should want. It's something that we were talking about beforehand. It's like, how is it that I could target an audience that is constantly fresh, right? Because when you target an interest, that's definitely not the case. I mean, that's, that's Facebook's just going to pound those same people over and over. Now, a website custom audience... Well, at least be partially partially fresh, especially if you target like a really narrow range, like one, one to two days, for example. People been to your site one, over the last one. Now, there are going to be those repeat visitors in there. Um, and that's what I was trying to wrap my head around when we were talking. It's like, there's got to be a way, but I don't think there is right now, to basically only hit people who have visited recently but didn't visit um, after that. But anyway, we should always be on the lookout of ways uh, to keep that fresh. So... In reality, if you find something that works, uh, if you know you're constantly hitting a, a fresh audience, you shouldn't need to refresh. So I think similarly, since you know that a, a website custom audience, for example, will be more fresh than interests or fans or an email list, um, you can you probably can extend that a little bit, uh, extend the rules and, 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 and expect it to remain fresh a little bit longer. Absolutely. Okay. That, that was good. Good talk. Good talk. I'm going to have a big drink. How about you? Yep. Nice little root beer at 9.30 in the morning. Cheers. But that's not your father's root beer. Oh, that's good stuff. I'm, that's actually growing on me. Like The first time I drank it, I was like, that's, it doesn't really taste like root beer. But it does. It's sweet. It's good. All right. Uh, next thing I think we both get questions about a lot Um comes down to you know what should we charge as a consultant to do what we do and i think not only do we get that question a lot and this is something i did originally as well we undercharge and the thing is it caught co- it it costs us so much in time uh to do this right and to just say i'll do i'll manage your ads for 500 bucks a month you're crazy 
Like this, and not to mention, when you, if you do it right and you're one of the few who knows what you're doing, you're a huge benefit to that client. So you should be paid accordingly. But how do we figure out what we're going to charge? Well, I think one, it's in, this topic came into my mind really because I was talking to John, a really good mutual friend of ours, uh, last night, and she was saying, oh, us clients are me crazy. They're just, it's horrible. And um, they're, it's, I said, what do you charge them? She says, $500. Oh, see, I didn't even know, you know that's, that's and, what it was. And, and, and that's, that's the thing is, one, I think, so generally at the top level, you those of you that are listening to this, it's important for you to understand that you're an expert, right? You are, if you are the person that is listening to John Loomer's podcast, you are dedicated to learning, you're, let, you're dedicated to understanding things at a different level than other Facebook advertisers, which I think is important. You're differentiating yourself to really understand. And you know what? If you look at any other industry and you look at experts within that industry, they are paid accordingly for their expertise. If you consider the value that you are bringing and you play the long game and you're the person that knows how to think about this the right way, you do those types of things, you're worth that money. Yes. Now, as my father-in-law famously said when we started Foxwell Digital, he said, everybody wants a Cadillac, but they only want to pay for a Buick. Mm. But the deal is price yourself like a Cadillac. You're not a Cadillac. You buy a Cadillac because it's comfortable, it's reliable. I mean, you get my point. I'm not saying this is an ad for Cadillac, but it's comfortable, <laughs> it's reliable. It's something that you know will get you to where you need to go in the comfort that you want to, and that's worth the dollar. So I think... The point of this is how do you charge? So first of all, there's different things that all of us do in the Facebook ad industry. Generally, talking about management as the one thing that probably a lot of us do more than others, management itself in terms of you are in charge of their account and in terms of running that account for them, management can run from between $1,500 and $4,000 a month. Depend, and this is U.S. because I know actually I've had a lot of emails from people that are international. So between fifteen hundred U.S. and four thousand dollars a month U.S., that's generally what management runs. Now, usually the fifteen hundred dollar range is people that are still kind of learning it. They know what they're doing, but they're still getting their feet wet. Uh, those that are in the higher range on the on the four thousand dollar are people that maybe are smaller agencies that have a couple of employees working for them and that type of thing. To give you an example on this, the agency I used to work for, uh, their fees are $10,000 minimum fee at the floor. Okay, so that's just the fee to run the ads. Now they're they're very good at what they do, and and that's they're they're paid accordingly for that. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, I I charge an average between maybe between 1,500 and and 2,500 a month, depending on some other factors too. If I go through and a client, I've had this happen where it's more work, and I love working with them, and I go back to them and say, here's the situation. Here's how many hours I spent. Here's what I was doing. They, they, I mean, explaining that clearly. And here's why I believe I need to have an increase of $500 to continue to do this. I have had 100% yeses across the board because I've made my value clear. I've said it, it's going to be more dollars. However, I want you to know I love the partnership. And that's something that's just very rewarding over time. So I think that's kind of one part of, of how you just kind of one range. The second thing I'll say, and then I'll be quiet about this is is thinking about audits some of us do audits as as this and audits can be charged in a different way as well but usually for an audit which if you're going to go in and look at somebody's account you're going to spend 
you're going to spend a lot of time doing that. As it, the reason I mentioned an audit as an example is because an audit causes you to think about what your hourly rate is. If you were to do hourly work, what is that? Yeah. Hourly rate you should definitely have is at least $100 now because you're, you are if you're somebody that's advanced advertising on Facebook and you're doing this, that's a rate that I think is very reasonable for people to understand. So if an audit takes you eight hours, that's an $800 audit. Most of the audits I do are, are between about 1000 and 3000 depending on the complexity. I mean, I did one that was a, a $2,000 audit. It took me almost 23 hours, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they had a million and a half ad dollar in, mm. dollars in ad spend that they didn't know what was happening. Um, as much as they needed to. So that's kind of some of the ranges that I think can help to wrap that around to talk about this subject that I don't think gets talked about enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's how I think we should look at it. Um, first of all, in talking about your audit, think, you, think about how many clients you could take on comfortably. So not stress, not high stress, not working more hours than you want. So you've already audited a certain number of hours that you want to work. Um, so living the lifestyle you want, how, how many clients can you take? Um, and as a result, what's the amount you need to make to live the lifestyle you want to live? And if, so assuming this is all you're going to do. Here's the deal. If you're charging 500 bucks for a client, you need if you take on ten, you're making sixty thousand. That's ridiculous. So sixty thousand for a year. That's ridiculous for ten clients. I can't, I've never had ten clients, and I can't even imagine having ten clients. Like I'm stressed right. with three, and we should be stressed out there because honestly, I get pissed when I've got someone working for me who is clearly overbooked and they're doing too much work and they can't do a good job for me. So you need to know what the where the line is drawn and how many clients you can take to do the best job um, and still live the lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's where you start. And you'll probably learn that the, based on that and the amount of hours you have and all that kind of stuff and, and how much you need to make, $500 is insanity. You will not charge $500 for anything. Um, now, I can tell you one of the many, many uh, very smart things that Marcus Sheridan told me probably three years ago when I was taking on clients, I don't even take on clients anymore, was set a minimum, um, a minimum, minimum retention of $3,000. And at the time, I was taking 500, 1,000, 1,500, 1,500 max if I was lucky. And I was like, man, that's crazy. And then I went out and I I set that dollar amount and some people didn't want to pay it. Some people did. As a result, though, I started um, working for those people who were willing to pay it. And I was doing the same amount of work, making more. And you also find those people tend to be less um, less high maintenance, less maintenance. Yes, not as high maintenance. Uh, those people who, want, who who wanted you to do the world for five hundred dollars, I just it's just too much. Yeah, and it, it is, and I think um, yeah, the setting minimum retainers and just I, I think understanding you know that that uh, you're you're worth that and five hundred dollars. I mean, if you if you take on average, let's just say you spend. I mean, let's just do the math in this, right? Let's say that you spend. Uh, 
probably an average on an account. You probably you maybe you spend five hours a week on that account. Just 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 throwing out there. You spend five solid hours on it a week. Okay, that's including building and things like that. So you t you take five. All right, so that's that's going to be twenty hours a month. So if you take five hundred dollars a month, then you divide that you know by twenty. You're, you're paying yourself twenty five dollars an hour. Okay. Uh, you get my point. Like twenty five dollars yeah. an hour is just not going to be something for that. That, 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 that live on. that's something that very few people do well, right? You and pay you know, so I think it's important to understand that that your expertise is worth more than that, and ranges of, of things are really important. If you have feedback on this, by the way, if you have feedback on costs or how you think about this, or if you think kind of you know if this has been this has been tough. Uh, you know, toss me an email, Andrew at foxwilldigital.com, um, and I'm, I, I think this stuff's very interesting because I one thing I love about being on this podcast is people have contacted me, like I said earlier, from all over, and have said, "Hey, this is how. Thanks, this is what I do. This is what I'm thinking." Um, somebody sent me, you know, their client expectation goal setting sheet actually last week, uh, and they're from Australia, and said, "Here's what's." Uh, shout out to. My friend from Australia, you know who you are, and uh, like sent that sent that across, which is really interesting to see how other people go through it. So I think if you have any feedback on this too, this is a topic that we should talk about more openly in the industry, and I don't think that we do as much because there's kind of these two different realms, there's like the agency realm, and there's kind of this like consultant level that which we are, and and how do you charge and how do you make sure that you're building a business that's sustainable for the lifestyle that you want, which I think is an extremely important point. It's starting with that. How much money do you need to make to be safe and happy and take that parameter first and then back, start packing things out? Yeah. And here's an approach that I used at the tail end that I really liked. And I think it works for everybody involved. Uh, is first of all, you set a minimum retention. So we'll say that um, if nothing goes right, and you probably wouldn't even be proud of what happened of your work that month. You mean you mean retain, retainer is what you're saying? That's what I meant. Right, retainer. Yeah. A minimum retainer is that the minimum yeah. minimum retainer, not a minimum minimum okay. retention. I, I, this okay. root beer, it, it's almost gone. It's almost gone. So uh, so yeah, set a minimum retainer. You can't even you can't even like fudge that and say that that's what smart people say retainer. It's it's you can't say retention, huh? Damn it. So we'll say is minimum your, retainer. Your minimum retainer of two thousand dollars a month, we'll we'll say, or even fifteen hundred, whatever it is. You say that end of the day, I've got to make at least this. Okay. Now after that, assign the take a look at this client and what your goals are for them and your objectives. And so we can say maybe it's first of all getting getting highly targeted fans. Maybe the second one is driving traffic to the website. Maybe the third is. Uh, getting opt-ins. Maybe the fourth is getting specific sales. Then determine, okay, what is the commission I get for each of those things? So for getting a fan, it may just be like one cent or five cents or 10 cents or something like that. Um, and again, making sure they follow specific guidelines that they're highly targeted. For getting traffic, somewhere in you know one to five cents. For, for getting an opt-in, again, something that normally costs a dollar, um, you'll take 20 cents of that, maybe. Um, if we're getting a sale, it all depends on the, on the product. So then you start looking at, okay, what am I capable of doing with this person's budget? And I think I'm gonna actually, you know, all, all said and done with these commissions, I can make $4,000. 
you know what? The customer would be happy with that too. So even if your monthly retainer is $1,500 and and you get so many commissions for the, from them that you end up making $4,000, they, they need to be, they have to be happy with that as well because you did such a good job. On, on the flip side, if you didn't do your work and you didn't do a very good job and you only made $1,500, both sides should be happy as well. It's like, yeah, it wasn't the best month. They pay you a little bit less and you need to work harder next time. But it's also keeping in mind that it's not always apples to apples. You can't use the same commission scale for everybody. You got to understand, you know, what their resources and assets are, how easy it will be to do these things. Um, but that's that's the approach I really like to take. I, I think it not only does it keep everyone happy, it keeps you motivated to make as much money for them as possible, which is good for both of you. Definitely, I agree. I mean, it's and I think that's it's just this is an important topic, you know, to talk about and to. And to get to get out there, and uh, and you know, money is kind of awkward always to talk about. And and the deal is, I think that's that we have gone in the last three three years from being social media people that kind of like, yeah, I don't know, it's like it is, you know. And I think there's absolutely still that out there, people saying that I don't know, Facebook, blah blah blah. But if you know what you're doing, and you come in and you start a testing, you know, retainer of two thousand a month, and, and it starts to work for pretty well, you can walk that up and prove your worth. And I think you, just this isn't trying to be some motivational speech, but you're worth it. I'm motivated. So, I'm motivated. You're worth it. You know, yes. and charge for that, and charge that level, because your expertise, your lead, industry leading Facebook expertise, is something that's really worth that. I'm slurring my speech from as well. So, but no, in this point, it's really, really important point. A Cadillac may suck. We don't even know. It's partly because of the Cadillac's reputation and the fact that it's expensive, right? A lot of the, a lot of the stuff out there, we make assumptions based on what it costs in terms of its quality. So an expensive thing is going to attract people who want to spend a lot of money, and they're going to assume it's high quality. Uh, on the flip side, you could ha- you could if you want to try to sell Cadillac that's exactly the same, but for five thousand dollars. You're gonna get a completely different clientele, even though it's the exact same product. Absolutely. So you Absolutely. need, as such, you need to treat yourself as a Cadillac, and price yourself that way, because then you won't attract the Honda Civic. Sorry for Honda Civic owners. The Honda Civic, uh, the 1993 Honda Civic uh, uh, customer or client, right? You're gonna attract the Cadillac client. If, if you charge the right right amount. The Cadillac client won't even consider you if you charge $500. You're like, they yeah, must not be absolutely. that good if they, they don't believe in themselves enough to charge more than that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. That's actually, we were going to cover a whole bunch of stuff. I think we really exhausted these two topics. I feel good. Is there anything else we need to talk about? No, I feel good. I, th- I, think, it, I think we're solid, honestly. I think we're solid. Well, one thing I'm not solid on is this root beer. I need to finish it. Um, I have called the bartender over for the tap. Oh, crap. you got way too much. you got to chug that thing. I'm not going to chug it, but <laughs> I am enjoying it. Yeah, it's nice. Well, I'm, I'm going to take mine. Hold on. I've ca- called the bartender for a tab. I'm going to take care of you, man. Oh, thanks. I appreciate I you. I appreciate it. It's so nice. Yeah, hold on. Trying to make a glugging sound. Wow, crushes it. I know you guys can't see this because it's not. <laughs> now, that, 
the question will be if you actually did record this properly. I think I did. I think I did this time. I sure hope so. Otherwise, you got to chug another root beer. Or not your, <laughs> not your father's root beer. Because that's kind of felt like chugging a root beer, which doesn't feel good, necessarily. <laughs> All right. Well, no, thanks again for being on, Andrew. Where can people find you? People can find me always at foxwilldigital.com or at Andrew Foxwell on Twitter. Uh, or Andrew at foxwilldigital.com. I'm happy to take all requests for uh, singing. If you need a wedding singer, I'm available. Yeah, good, uh, good singer. Yeah. Uh, or you know, I mean, what do you need? I'm I'm here for you. I can I can help. You're you a good painter. You, you paint houses. That's not true, actually. Somebody painted that. <laughs> <my house. laughs> well, you're a good designer, then. You tell them what to do. If anybody feels like trading, uh, you know, design architectural advice. With Facebook advice. If you want to trade baseball email. cards. Remember, it feels like trading baseball cards. <laughs> uh, is there any tidbit they're supposed to email you for this time? Uh, not not necessarily. <laughs> I don't have any other like cool tricks or tips really right now. I kind of have exhausted that a mm. little bit. But if you but email me if you have any feedback and, and things you want to chat about and uh, and yeah, I'm always open to hearing from people. So or if you I mean just email me and tell me where you're from, where you're listening from. I think that's interesting. I'd like to know. And uh, I'd like to travel to see people and always like to know that there's Facebook ad people everywhere. So I appreciate you everybody listening to this as well. Absolutely. All right, man. Thank you again, Andrew. Until next time, do awesome things. We are out.